Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. Welcome. This is the Mind Your Body podcast, and today we're talking about how intention is the new hustle. I like it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of an all-encompassing podcast, Mm -hmm. but honestly, again, if you are coming to this podcast because you want to be healthier, you feel like you have weight to lose, listen up. This is not about us telling you to go meditate. Right. Even though that might be part of your intention, but (laughs) (laughs) right. No, but seriously, this is, you know, our goal for this podcast. So of course, Jenny and I have been talking forever, but our goal for this podcast is to help you translate what we're talking about into, you know, act, doable action. Doable action in your life. In your life. Like, yeah. no matter where you are. Right. One of the things that Jenny and I have been talking about this morning is just how we are both such a work in progress. And, you know, that's how we come up with these topics is things that are coming up in our own lives. And so we are never, and I think, I think we make this obvious. We are yeah. never preaching from on high, right? Nope. Don't you nope. think we, I think we make that pretty obvious. And right. I hope we do. I hope so. Right. So, you know, the idea of living with intention, that is the opposite of flying by the seat of your pants or living in accordance with how, what you perceive other people expect of you right. or hustling for your worth or trying to shape shift your body to be more acceptable, living with intention. So much of this is about getting to know yourself. Right. It's, it's actually living with your intention, right. And not living with culture's intention, your, your partner's intention, your family's intention. It's really about reconnecting with you and your values and, how you want to live your life on your terms from your true, like, I mean, That's I call it. it true healthy self because I'm like you without all the fears and all the BS. Yeah. So I think it, I think it's important for us to say, first of all, if you're thinking, I don't even know what my intentions are. I don't know what my values are. The idea of getting out of autopilot and leaning into my spirit, what I want, you know, what is my purpose in life? Oh my gosh. If you had said that to me a few years ago, I, I would have been like a cartoon meme sprinting (laughs) down the road. All you can see is dust, right? Seriously in the wind. That sounded so terrifying. I used to joke. It's not funny that don't leave me in a room by myself. Mm -hmm. I could not handle it. Like numb, distract, anything 
but actually sit with myself. To avoid myself, right? And so that's, so if you're in that place, oh my gosh, we are talking to you. We are. And the way it manifested for me was when I was working through stuff in therapy Mm -hmm. and I'd realize my therapist would say, no, 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 not what they think, not what they want. What do you want? And I would literally sit there and be like, what do I want? That's a weird question. I'm always thinking about what everybody, like, it was like, literally it would take me so long to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the moment I realized I was like, I haven't been checking in with myself since I was probably five years old. Mm -hmm. Like it was some, it was an ingrained pattern in my life due to my own context and trauma that like, I was always checking in with my surroundings and everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so... Their reactions to you. Yeah, what I thought culture wanted from me. Who's giving you validation and for what. Right, what makes me... That's going to reinforce the behaviors, right? Yes, and what makes me lovable or um, important based on our culture and, like, what I was told through, you know, television shows and, like, Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. So, like, I, like, asking myself what I... Mm-hmm. Valued was like a completely foreign concept. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So, so what prompted this topic was I came across a meme yesterday that I shared just on my personal Facebook page, and what it it says: Mother Teresa didn't walk around complaining about her thighs; she had shit to do. Yup. So think about that for a second. I, we'll, we'll post no, that. No, no, say with, that one more time. I, okay. think, I think we need a repeat. I agree. Mm-hmm. So Mother Teresa didn't walk around complaining about her thighs. She had shit to do. She had shit to right? do. Right? So, so many of us, without, we don't know that we're doing this, but we're out here hustling for our worth, wording the perfect email, caring about things that have nothing to do with our values, like our thighs, right? We're doing things for other people, volunteering for things, you know, out there running, running mad, we are numbing out and distracting. Yes. That's so huge. And that's with, you know, technology, other people's drama, with food, with maybe you're counting macros, you know, but you're just focusing on the minutia to get through your day rather than living with intention. Right. Or even thinking about, yeah, like how I want to live my life or why the heck am I even doing this? Like what is, is this about like status or my ego or proving stuff to people or is this really about me and my values and what I care about? Well, that's it. And that's, you know, until we honestly, this whole process requires a slowing down Mm -hmm. and this doesn't happen overnight, right? You don't all of a sudden go from running like a jackrabbit through your day. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. I mean, how many times do I hear a client say, waving their hands in there, oh my gosh, life is just crazy right now. I just humans say that. That's like almost like a go-to. Life is right. so crazy. It's so busy. Right. And so what, what that is implying is that our life is out of control. Right. Right. It is because obviously we're not going to be living a crazy life. Right. Of our own choice. choice. Yeah. Right. And so that's where, okay, if, if you find yourself saying that on a consistent basis, that is worth some reflection, some attention to sit down and go, why does, is my life crazy and why does it feel crazy? Yeah. And what can I do about it? Because that's not a healthy way. And, and first of all, again, I'm working with clients for, to help them get physically healthier and emotionally healthier, right? Well, when you're saying, oh, my life is just crazy, 
the unintended consequence of that is you're not sitting down and chewing your food and, you know, honoring that plate of food that's right in front of you. You're not taking time to cook. You know, can, I, and, can I tell you what else that might be already kind of sure. saying too? I feel like that's already someone saying, I can't make any changes right now. Yeah. Like, don't even try to like, you know, yeah. I can't even look well, at my life, with you know. clients that truly are, they, you know, they, they have made changes, but it's, it's definitely not institutionalized because honestly, what we have a finite bucket of time and energy, right? Yep. So if you're already out there hustling for your worth, over-functioning for other people in your family, nobody else is picking up after themselves, you're doing all of these things that they just kind of landed on you, right? It wasn't really a conscious choice to take on all of these other tasks, maybe in addition to your job. Right. And now we're layering on food prep, maybe going for a walk, going to bed at a reasonable time. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. We just literally like stacked more bricks on your shoulders. Right. So what it requires is a reevaluation. Yeah. Well, and even to think of like the fact that like if we aren't doing something for an intention and we get into that frantic like I'm so busy and this is so overwhelming, that will be the first thing to go once we're like able to kind of you know what I'm saying? That's I think that's a pattern that Absolutely. people get into with well, yo-yo, totally. like lifestyling or dieting or whatever, where it's like they didn't have any intention behind why it was even within their values or within their core beliefs and identities to mm-hmm. want to eat or live that way. You know, this so is why, so interesting you know, that you say this because so I have the Headspace meditation app and I was doing a guided meditation this morning, which was really necessary because I woke up really anxious this morning. And one of the things that he said at the end of it was you need to be very clear on the reason that you're meditating, that this is not an indulgent self self care day at the spa. Mm -hmm. This is going to allow you to show up in such a more authentic, peaceful, joyful way with Mm -hmm. the people that you care about. And that's the same with health, with our healthy choices. But again, you know, in our society, we are taught that for women taking care of yourself, that's self-indulgent. Right. Even though we're also taught that our power lies in whether or not, you know, our body looks a certain way. So that's kind of ironic. We have all sorts of cultural messages, which never stack up. And that's probably why people feel like they never stack up. Well, that's that's it. And, And I think this is why we have epidemic levels of depression and anxiety Yes, because we are given all of these mixed messages. And again, okay, now, you know, you see the memes out there that really I am totally maxed out and now you're telling me I have to do self-care. Right. Right. And I get that. You have to add that to the list. Right. Because it would feel like, okay, that is another, like, this is, this is another way that I have to go please Mm -hmm. other people because they're telling me I need to do Mm -hmm. self-care and, you know, I'd be more calm and like Mm -hmm. peaceful and like namaste. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's another way that they're trying to please other people. Right. No, it's, yeah, it's definitely not about that. To me, you know, the meditation thing is so important to me and I don't do it every day. Again, not Mm -hmm. preaching from on high, totally a work in progress on this, but I see the benefit because all of this requires a slowing down. Yeah. It requires us creating a sliver of space 
between stimulus response in our life and saying, is this really a priority for me, this mm-hmm. thing? So so I guess where it, it goes back to the idea of kind of being a solution seeker in our life. So if you say, okay, I've got all of this stuff on my plate. How could I possibly think of living with intention? I've, I've agreed. I, I'm already committed mm-hmm. to, you know, I'm the class mom or, you know, I head of this committee and I have a job. I've already committed to all of these things. Where would I even start to fix that? You're not going to fix it overnight. What you're going to do, it, it's like we were talking about earlier how we often run from our financial situation. We don't even want to look at our credit card statements. We know that's a shit storm, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And we are just like avoiding even looking at it. But once we finally do, we take a deep breath, look at our situation. You're not going to fix that overnight either, but you're accepting what is and yes. saying, okay, you know, compulsive shopping is clearly not, giving me the freedom that I may have anticipated. Right. But, and this can is I, the same oh, thing. I was going to say, can I share a story about Absolutely. that? Because So I was actually, this happened probably last week. And um, some people might know this, but I started a business this year. And starting a business, like for me at least, has been really interesting and fun, but also there have been relaxing. moments. Is oh, relaxing. It's very, very relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, but I've always, I've had hangups around money and that comes from my own family background with money and we're not going to go into that right now. But, um, but with that, doing a startup business, money is like a very interesting thing because you don't really make, or at least for my, the model of my business, I'm not really making money. And Mm -hmm. so it's a really interesting thing to be like accepting and embracing of that and understanding the long-term stuff. But anyway, I want to share that I was in my car the other day because something had happened within my business and I thought I was taking all these steps forward. And I took like a couple steps back and I was in my head immediately, I was going into like panic anxiety mode about the finances. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, you know, it was starting to really like go into that mode of like beating myself up. And I was starting that and I stopped and I was like, you know, this is not first, it's not an emergency. Second, like I, I like, even if, you know, I'm actually okay. Like, I think my ego really wants to be successful in this business. And that's really important to me. And I had to look at my ego and say, it's okay. Like we don't, We don't have to win this. Like, I want to, and there's purpose behind that, and I'll get to that in a second, but you're okay. You're still going to be happy regardless. You still, you're still lovable. You know, I had to, like, really check my beliefs and be, like, what I value is doing this well and with integrity, and the purpose of doing this, like, that's where it was, like, you know, I can be okay and enjoy the journey and not stress myself out through the journey, which I've done in the past, mm-hmm. because my purpose is is bigger and I value that ultimately I create a business that's helping other people mm-hmm. and that's teaching other people how to live with intention, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny. It's like, I'm not going to like, you know, stress my way through that because then I wouldn't be living in integrity mm-hmm. with what I'm trying to help other people with. And it was just like a really cool moment where I was able to be like, because before, you know, money would have really, that would have bothered me the rest of the night, mm-hmm. honestly. But I was able to like buy the car ride home. I was like, you know, it's okay. I'm okay. It, this doesn't have anything to do with my worth. And that's like, that's so been work for this me. Is, I mean, what you're saying, Jenny, is honestly at the heart of all of this. Yeah. This doesn't just apply to our business, to our finances. This applies to our weight, 
our health issues, our relationship issues, our yes. parenting, the state of our home. Yes. Right? All of it. And what you did, which is, again, the goal for my clients, for yours as well, is to learn to be able to coach ourselves, to, to accept what mm-hmm. is. Yes. And, you know, we were talking before we started recording about the notion of unconditional love for ourselves. You know, I think those of us who are parents, we kind of know what that feels like, unconditional love and acceptance for our kids, regardless of their behavior. Well, we need to apply this to ourselves, right? And again, it doesn't have to look like, don't use the word love if that sounds too loaded, but unconditional acceptance. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing too, is giving ourselves credit for all of the hard stuff Mm-hmm. That we have handled, yes, heretofore. Right, we can do right? hard things. We've that, proven that. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like that's. A, it's so amazing when you can. Like what you did is you slowed down your nervous system. Yep. You got your your amygdala was on fire. It was. It was like ah, emergency crisis. I have to fix this now. Like well, that's, that's it. That's where it normally would go, and I would literally think all night about how to fix right. this problem. Right. 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 <laughs> and that yeah. that yeah. is. What we're talking about, that is the power of intention of getting clear on, okay, my body and brain feels like this is a crisis, whatever this is. Right. Is this actually a crisis? Is this life or death? Am I risking losing my home, my livelihood, right? Yes. And I think that was so helpful for me because like in the past, I think I used to think if I didn't freak myself out that way, that I wouldn't get anything done. Like I wouldn't Me too. figure out the problem. Yeah. Like I would just be like, well, I'm accepting, I'm accepting this and I'm going to melt into my car and nothing's going to change for years. You know, like that was like obviously dramatized, but that's like yeah. where my brain would go. It's like, you're not going to fix your problems if yeah. you don't freak out about them. Yeah. And the opposite happened. Like it was, it was better for me to just like be calm. And like the next day I was just able to think more creatively and clearly when I have more time in the morning and I was able to just be like, all right, what can I do? Like, and it was well, different. I it mean, wasn't, science, what can I do? The science proves that because yeah. literally our prefrontal cortex shuts down yep. when cortisol is flooding our brain. Like, we're, we're yeah, no, we over. cannot, we cannot think strategically. There's no problem solving happening. Nope. Like it's in crisis mode. But if you're listening to this, I want you to extrapolate what she just said to if you feel like where your weight is currently. Oh my gosh, I just have to do something. I'm signing up for that extreme HCG diet or whatever. This is a crisis. That's where you have to have the maturity. And it really is maturity to calm down for a second and ask yourself some key questions. Is this really an emergency? Right. What would happen if you didn't take this on even over the next six months? Yeah. And I'll tell you that a crisis management approach to solving any problem, no problem ever gets solved that way. Yeah. Well, and what's going back to intention, what's your intention with your, with living your life, eating a certain way or moving a certain way, right? Because even I was reflecting on how long I'd been at CrossFit. And if you had asked me the first day I did CrossFit, if I would be there five years from now, I would be like, well, I don't know, this is a really hard thing. And it's intimidating. And like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to say I could have committed to something like that. But CrossFit became, there were like values that I believe in about 
grit about facing your weaknesses and and learning how to be okay with them, learning how to fail Expanding well. Expanding your comfort zone. Community, um, showing people that strong is 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 a good thing and a positive. Like all those things, like kind of led into my purpose and my intention in doing it. To where I'm doing it five years from now, mm-hmm. not because I have great willpower, but mm-hmm. because it's part of my intention of how I live as a human. Yes. And so if people can apply that to how they eat and how they move and how they live in different ways, like that's, that's what we're trying to, that's at least what I'm trying to do with my business. So what it boils down to is understanding that we are inherently worthy now. Right now. Regardless of where your business is, regardless of what the scale says, regardless of, any of the external markers in your life. You're inherently worthy now. And if like feel that idea in your body, like take a deep breath and feel that inherent worthiness roots you to this earth and to other people. It grounds you. You are a unique, beautiful human contributing Mm -hmm. member of society, whether you have a job or kids or anything, Mm -hmm. right? You matter. And when you, through that lens, Mm -hmm. we're going to make very different decisions. We're not going to make crisis decisions about our finances, about our relationships, about, you know, our weight loss. Mm -hmm. When you feel inherently worthy, you are going to take time to eat food that it is worth, you know, your body is like going to benefit from. Yeah. Right. When you feel inherently worthy, again, you are not mowing through garbage packaged food. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. this and again, like if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't feel inherently worthy. Well, you are. Yeah. And you are. And if that's really a sticking point for you, I mean, we probably say this every episode, but honestly, sure. like if, if we're talking about some concepts and maybe we're not telling the right story or, or communicating mm-hmm. in the way that's touch, like kind of when I say touching you, I'm like, I mean to like breaking through yeah. where, you know, it's changing your, your mindset. This might be an area that you could take and talk with, with a coach or a therapist. Like again, you know, I did not, this stuff out on right. I did not sure. do a lot of this work on my own by any means. I've, I've been very blessed to have different mentors and coaches and therapists in my life. And that have really helped me in mm-hmm. addition to listening to podcasts and other things that have helped me expand my views. But, um, this is a hard journey to do alone. And again, if you find yourself kind of really getting stuck with any of these concepts, that would be like my recommendation because, I mean, unless there's another way to do it, I'm open to that. But I, the way that I know to do it is to work with somebody who can help you figure out why it is you see the world the way you do, why it is that you see other people the way you do. Because um, well, we don't and, often and even I, know what that, I agree you know. with you wholeheartedly. One of the things I think that's interesting is when you do start to slow down, do a reevaluation of your schedule. Again, if you are a person who finds yourself saying – Frequently, my life is crazy. Yes. Okay, so let's do a little bit of a look at what you're committing your time to, right? And that's where you get to, you know, use your solution-seeking capabilities and decide, is this truly a priority? Yes, I've committed to this thing, but when this is done, I'm not going to just fill in that gap. Right. And so... I I shared an article in our entrepreneur group this past week about finding your freedom number, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, how much money you feel like you need to earn in order to feel safe, to 
pay your bills, you know, that kind of thing. And be intentional about working to that freedom number, but be very clear that hustling beyond that number, you're, you literally, your life is being hijacked, mm-hmm. right? And understanding that margin in terms of your time, like I want a life where I can honestly say to people, yeah, I, I feel very calm and peaceful. No, it's, it, my life is not crazy. Yeah. And I think it's almost like a social, like norm, like almost oh, connecting, totally. like, Oh, life's, life's crazy. I find myself doing that too at times where I'm like, Oh my gosh, life's so busy. And it's funny because it's not even that life is all that crazy for me or doesn't feel crazy. It just feels kind of like how you connect with another person in our culture totally to be like, agree. Hey, I, I hear I totally you. Agree. And, yeah. and it's kind of, I'm glad you brought that up because what I'm not saying is that your life all the time has to be in perfect balance. Right. You are starting a business. Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, like okay. your life isn't going to be in balance right now and that's okay. It's intentional. Right. And I, well, the funny part is I actually, so yesterday morning I was talking to somebody about my business and then all the things I'm involved in right now. And honestly, I was feeling super peaceful and good. I like it. I was feeling like. Because it's intentional. Right. And I have so much purpose behind it that I like. Genuine, and I do give myself rest during the weekends and mm-hmm. at night, and like I'm very intentional about that too. And she looks at me and she goes, "That sounds exhausting." And I was like, "Okay, but yeah, it's not like you know." It was yeah. kind of funny how right. like even in that moment, and it's not me saying, "Hey, I'm a super." I don't want to always super function like this in my life, no. but it isn't. It isn't an emergency. It isn't busy making all the time. I'm actually feeling pretty good about things, and I'm grateful for that. Um, but I, I do think that, like, even then, I had to be really good about differentiating mm-hmm. so that I wasn't like, oh, yeah, yeah. it is exhausting. You know, right. like, instead of agreeing with her, I was like, nah, you know, I'm okay. I'm actually so, feeling good. So when you are living with intention, you can absolutely, you know, be very busy, but your eyes are wide open And they're on the, the heck yes projects in your life, that's right? It. Not that's on the, it. like, I'm just doing that you're this choosing, And do. that's why it, I mean... It requires fairly frequent check-ins with yes. yourself. Is the is the way I'm living my life? Is this working for me? Yeah. And by working for you, do you feel peaceful? Do you feel like you're living your purpose? Or are you basically is the fuel that's running your life? Is it guilt and resentment? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that no, that I I lived how many years like that? Yeah. You know, guilt, resentment numbing, distracting, just signing up for stuff to sign up for it. Like, and again, outwardly you'd think, Oh gosh, she, you know, she looks like she's doing well with her kids and her house looks nice and that kind of thing. Well, I wasn't feeling it. Mm -hmm. And that's where comparing our insides to other people's outsides is such a dangerous game. Yes. We haven't even touched on that. No idea what's happening with other people, yes. you know, that has literally nothing to do with you. And that's where, you know, what we talked about last time, Jenny, you know, introduced the idea of differentiation and differentiating ourselves from other people. That is being grounded and honoring that your, the way you live your life, your values, your purpose, your, the way you live your schedule yes, is going to be completely different from other people. Yes. And it's, yeah. And it's totally okay. And the fact that like, if you find yourself constantly comparing or, um, just looking at other people and saying, oh, well, I'm supposed to be this way. That's you not living 
in your intention. You're living life through others' intentions and mm-hmm. through where they're, you know, cultural intentions and all of that. Like, yeah. that's you avoiding really getting in touch with yourself and saying, what is it that I truly care about and value? Yeah. Is it having more money in the bank or is it more about the relationships in my life or my sense of peace or what I could do with that money if I did make extra money? Like, well, is and, that and the And that's what this factor? getting to know ourselves process <laughs> is honestly what it is. You can't live with intention if you do not understand what's driving your behavior, mm-hmm. right? If you are... If you are saying, yeah, my purpose is to fill my bank account as big as it can possibly get, you are you probably have scarcity yes, in your background, absolutely. right? You're living out of fear that there will never be enough. That's a you know, scarcity mindset. And or again, that, that's yeah. not judging ourselves. It's freedom when you can get clear on, huh, why is this person's success or their body, why is that triggering me? Right. Huh, that's interesting. I don't, I'm not really sure. You don't even have to know what that is, but it's getting into the habit of kind of creating some space there so that you're not on autopilot. Right. Right? That you, again, that it doesn't feel good to go through life living that way. And that when I say slowing down, I don't, I don't mean clearing your schedule, I mean slowing down your mind. Yeah. Slowing down your thoughts and understanding that thoughts are not things, thoughts are not facts. Right. We can slow that down because our, you know, thoughts, feelings, actions, results, it's all like a clock face. It is. And we have to start slowing that down a little bit because, again, so many of us are emotionally eating. Yes. Right? That is not an intentional behavior. Yes, right? absolutely. And when we can slow it down without even fixing it or judging it, when we can at least start to question, mm-hmm. huh, this, I wonder what's driving that. Yes. What, what am I missing in my life or what am I afraid of? Yes. I was even like, I was working with a client, like we were doing this process earlier this morning and she goes, it's really sick. I think that way, isn't it? And I was like, Sick is one way of looking at it, but I was like, but I'm actually just more fascinated by it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that that's where your brain goes. Mm -hmm. And when you said questioning, I was like, we, it reminded me of how we talked about curiosity and how you have to be curious about yourself versus like when you slow yourself down, you judge your, your thoughts, like, right. Cause like when I first started that process, when I would slow things down, it was like, I would judge the fact that I was even thinking those thoughts, right. Or I'd be like, wow, it's messed up that I think that. And so another crucial tool to have, and we've talked about this before in a previous podcast, but like, I just want to gently remind yourself that like to take it from a curious or a fascinated perspective versus judging yourself because everything makes sense in context, even if you don't know exactly what your context is. I definitely have had patterns and thoughts that I most assuredly would not consider fascinating. Well, it's just like, it's interesting, right? It's interesting. No, but but again, you know, I talk all the time with my clients about learning to become the scientist in your own life. And I'm not just talking about your biochemistry or your metabolism. I'm talking about be the scientist in this exactly what you're talking about. It's getting curious instead of judgmental. It's like, huh, I wonder why. You know, I have all this healthy food in my refrigerator. 
and all I want is to get in my car and go to Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder what that is. I wonder what that's really. Right? Yeah. And again, we're not always going to be able to parse that out in the moment, and we may not even be able to slow it down enough to not not go do that Mm -hmm. thing, but eventually you will be able to because it's it's in that space of curiosity that you're going to start creating some awareness of, you know, you're not able to express your anger. You're not being able to have clear, open communication mm-hmm. with other people. You're in resentment. You're not getting your needs met. In some way, yeah. In it's some way. Serving some purpose for you. Yes. So that's the only tool in your very limited toolbox is to go you know, get some serotonin or dopamine or whatever from, you know, sugary or carby foods. Again, like let go of the judgment and get curious about that. Then you can start to get to know yourself. But this process, you know, I always talk about like a, I was, what I picture is like a odometer in a car. And so the way I think about it is All of us on any given day need to find the sweet spot on that dial between having way more compassion for ourselves and holding ourselves to a little higher standard. Mm -hmm. And by higher standard, I mean, let's not let ourselves off the hook in Mm -hmm. terms of some of the basic habits that we know serve us. Right. And Does that I think, make sense? yeah, because I think when I first think of higher standards, it goes back sure. in my brain, it goes to the perfectionism no, thing, no, no. but I don't mean that, but I think what you're, what you're saying, at least the way that I hear it is that it doesn't mean that you're not going to be in touch with yourself and live life like from a way of self care and self structure mm-hmm. and self boundaries, kind of mm-hmm. like the parenting yourself, because yeah. I do believe that we, we are doing that for ourselves and like from a good place with ourselves. It's mm-hmm. not from a like, you have to oh, do no, this or reach certain standards or, or whatever. Yeah. No, holding, yeah. When, okay, I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. When I say holding myself to a little higher standard, I always say that one of my highest forms of self-care is doing the task instead yes. of procrastinating it. <laughs> yes. Right? That is yeah. not self-care, allowing myself off the hook. Right. And saying, oh, it's fine. I didn't feel like following up on that thing I said I would follow up on. Or, you know, dealing with, you know, my kids, whatever, making dentist appointments. I hate making phone calls. You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. No, it is. So that's when I say holding myself to a little higher standard. I mean, doing the things that I know serve my life. Yeah. And don't, honestly, we create these little messes and dramas for ourselves. And I think sometimes we do that subconsciously in order to distract ourselves from the bigger issues in our life. It's kind of like hiding in my fitness pal. Right. Right. We kind of manufacture drama in our life in little ways. And again, that leads us to say, oh, my life is just crazy. I couldn't get this done because I was late because, oh my gosh, life is just nuts. And it's like, Really, though? And again, oh my gosh, I am so talking about myself. You know, (laughs) I was late for most of my life. I was always just, you know, again, just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Nothing was intentional. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to say that my life has been remarkably good. (laughs) You know, I'm not really sure how, but... You know, it's, it feels a lot more peaceful. And to me, that is a huge value of mine is to feel peaceful, 
more often than not, and certainly more often than I ever have. Yeah. Inside me. And when you're in, living in a little more peaceful place inside your head, mm-hmm. you're able to make a little more conscious food choices. You're able to decide consciously who you'd like to spend your time with. Right. Because you have more, because like tying that back to your quote earlier, because you have more important shit to do. That's it. Right. And we have to get this stuff done to get the more important shit done. But I will say sometimes my more important shit is tinkering in my garden. Right. Right. It's not, you know, but you, but here's, here's where I was, you know, but you, you eat well and you, you treat yourself in a way that you'll have the energy that you get to really enjoy tinkering in your garden. Like you get to get the more. Well, and that's where, you know, I absolutely believe, you know, when I say, you know, read that meme about mother Teresa not caring about her thighs. She also wasn't, you know, numbing through Oreos. Right. Right. Like that just wasn't a thing. She didn't have things to numb from. And so I absolutely believe that eating a largely real food diet, again, I don't mean completely, but, you know, prioritizing real food, prioritizing sleep, making time for Mm -hmm. real connection, right? figuring out what your purpose is. I absolutely believe that these are key because our, you know, our body and our brain are intimately connected. If okay. you're out there, your thyroid isn't working well, your gut is completely messed up, you know, you're not getting good sleep, you have brain fog, you don't have good energy. And again, I'm talking about myself yes. for most of my adult life. Absolutely. Guess what? You're not living with intention. Yeah. You're not doing any, you're, you're not rocking your purpose. Right. You, you're not even remotely clear on what your purpose is. Right. In that place. And so, yes, our our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, they are all tied. Right. And we're and it's because of that, like, you know, to me, what's motivating for me to eat in a way where I'm mostly eating whole foods and mostly getting the nutrients I need is because that impacts my mental health. My mental health impacts my ability to live by my values and help people in different ways and spread the messages that I'm well, really passionate I, I will about. Tell you, you know? I wouldn't so be doing, that. I wouldn't have gotten to this place in my life of being able to even have this conversation. Yeah. The, my entry point to this was stumbling upon the paleo diet, mm-hmm. you know, and again, it doesn't have to be a paleo diet, right? but for me, that allowed my brain to clear Right. Well, and it gave you even the thoughts about like how food impacts your body. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Tying that together. But I had such profound brain fog. My energy was so bad. I wasn't absorbing Mm -hmm. micronutrients. Mm -hmm. I mean, I barely had the stamina to get through basic life functions. Yeah. You know, I was depressed and anxious and just wanted to sleep in my free time. And of course that impacted how I felt about myself. It's like, I'm just not a go-getter. Right. You started to create the story about yourself, right? Totally encompassed that as the narrative about myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I didn't come at this from, Oh, I just deserve so much better. I deserve to rock my purpose. No, (laughs) I just knew I really didn't feel good. And everything that I had tried for previous 30 years hadn't helped. And so I was like, I don't know what this will do to my body composition, but I'm going to eat more fat, less refined carbs, focus on more protein. And lo and behold, it was like three days later 
mm. that it was like I started to wake up. Mm-hmm. And over the next year, I mean, I came back to life. This is at age, you know, 42. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, now at 51, I mean, I have better energy than I have had my whole life. Yeah. And so that, so I absolutely believe that the physical health stuff matters, but it's why, again, what is your intention for eating a healthier diet? It should have nothing to do with your thighs. Amen. hundred percent. Right. Yes. And I mean, that was like the only, cause I mean, as somebody, okay. So as somebody who had an eating disorder and was I'm going to put this in quotations because I don't actually think this is something to be proud of, but successful at like over dieting and restricting. Um, I didn't find like really peace with food, whether, you know, and like that balance until it was about my mental health until it was about, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, it's just so, it's just something I wish people understood where it's like, yeah, I'm not thinking of my food in terms of calories or macros. Not that that's a bad thing because some people that's important to them and it's a healthy thing. But for me, it's not about that at all. It's, I don't, I, can I interrupt you there? Yeah. I I'm don't like, think that's a healthy thing. Okay. Thank you. I, think I was like, I was like, thing. I just, I put the I think asterisk. that's a useful tool for like two weeks. Okay. That's helpful because I'm like, yep. I know the way I work with people, that's not how I do it. I'm not saying that I know all the ways to do things. And that was basically me acknowledging that. But um, but I personally, like the journeys I've seen people make where they've actually made transformation in their life and in their health have been because their intention was about right. their mental health and things that were way bigger yeah. than their body, well, shape, size, yeah. calories, But again, if whatever. you have no energy, you were... <clears throat> your whole day is consumed yeah. with, you know, chores and running hither and yon, you know, just at breakneck speed. Like you're not in a place where you're thinking about any of this stuff. Right. And right? the story. So even for me, when I was in that space in college and I didn't have my nutrition stuff figured out before the gluten stuff really impacted me, the story I told myself was it was because I was so busy that I felt crappy and it wasn't about food, right? Oh, and so I thought that was like I was living what would be normal physical symptoms from just living a busy, sure. crazy life. Right. And it was just so interesting how like I created that story, and so I never even looked at food. Well, I didn't and, even think and about no, it. No, you're right, and that's you know we need, we probably need to start wrapping this up, but <laughs> you just so you know we could Jenny and I we could, could talk, talk for like three hours, yeah. yeah. But but I will say that is both the blessing and a curse of the way our brains work is that we are so adaptable. I totally lived. I thought that daily debilitating headaches, that was just kind of normal joint pain. You know, my stomach would be bloated. Like I was seven months pregnant every day. I just thought, Oh, this is just how it is. Stress belly. Right. Right. (laughs) And, and that's where, again, doing a little bit of kind of, an evaluation of your health. You know, if you're taking allergy medications, you're taking Tylenol or ibuprofen or Relieve every single day, you know, you're having these chronic health issues. Maybe you can't use the restroom more than three times a week. This is not normal. Yeah. Thank you. This is not not normal. normal. Mm -mm. All of that is fixable. And honestly, prioritizing real food is going to get you about 80% of the way, but it's not going to get you the whole way because there's underlying 
you know, gut imbalances. And again, a lot of what is driving our eating behaviors has nothing to do with, you know, hunger, like yeah. physical hunger, right? It's that we're not getting our emotional needs met in a healthy way. So this is a holistic approach. And if you're listening to this, you know, you may be like, okay, gosh, I just feel like I went through like a car wash and all this, you know, it was like a tidal wave on my windshield. It's you're, like, I don't even welcome. know where to start. You're yeah, so you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Honestly, if the place to start is literally to acknowledge that you are worthy now. Yeah. I don't care what you just ate. Mm -hmm. what your body looks like if your house is an utter wreck, right? Mm -hmm. No. You ain't got no money in the bank. <laughs> no money in the bank. You, you know, your relationship is a mess. Or you're, you don't, or you're you don't single have, and you're like your giving it that story that I'm unlovable, whatever it is. Exactly. I mean, holy smokes, Jenny. You know, I have been so rock bottom so many times in my life. And again, I would go to ground. Other people wouldn't really know other than my close family. Right. It, you know, it wasn't kind of publicly evident. Just my ego made sure of that, right? Oh, yeah. For um, sure. For wasn't sure. going to be vulnerable about any of that. But I mean, you know, trigger warning here about, but I've been suicidal many times in my mm -hmm. life. I would, I would never have acted on it. But just even having those thoughts yeah. is so awful. I mean, honestly, it was being in a place of utter hopelessness right. that I just felt like I, I don't know how to fix anything. My brain's never going to get better. And the story I'm telling myself is there is no hope. There right? is no hope. Right. And again, this real food approach is made depression like, oh my gosh, it's just like so profoundly better, but it's not gone. It still comes back. But what I have now is self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. I have some really good tools that I know how to use just on autopilot now. Yes. Like, because they are not based on whether I feel like it. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Using my happy light, just going and sitting on the porch. This isn't about me going to the gym and killing it to get endorphins either. No. No, the, I have some very loving tools. So, no matter where you're starting, literally you have to flood yourself with self-compassion. That's where you start. You don't, you literally don't have to lift a finger yeah. and change anything right now. That's where this starts. That's where it starts. Right? And that I, you're worthy of having these conversations. Yes. You know, with yourself and with other people who are worth worth it that you trust that are safe right that have have shown you that they're emotionally safe it's not that they're perfect because none of us are but yeah that they have the capacity to be with you in your emotions and, and value you value and not you change the and, subject and yeah. start talking about themselves immediately so right so you know we'll leave it there we don't have like you know a lot of times we'll have like okay go off and do this for your living experiment but really living with intention requires us to start with it's it's making peace with ourselves I'm not even going to say making friends because that's an evolution yeah well and I think even maybe the actionable step for some people if you're like I don't even know what my intentions are no. like just start asking questions in that yeah try to like start asking questions to get to know yourself and like one of the how ways I'm living my life is this by choice well I have a way a trick of doing that Let's with clients um and it I mean it's not foolproof but one of the ways that I do it is I ask them 
who are three people that you feel positively influence the world and make the world a better place? And then once you think they could be real or a comic character or living or dead, it doesn't matter. Just this, this person, this image of who that is. And then I want them to talk about what is it that you admire about this person? What is it that um, you think makes them a positive influence in this world. It's usually Those their are, thighs, right? It's usually, they always say their okay, thighs. Right, um, no, right. they never mention no, anything. that's important. I Hardly said, ever. I'm saying that facetiously, but think about that. Like, yeah, I mean, I literally, there was only one person that was kind of funny. They said Kim Kardashian, and we, we had a conversation, but... <laughs> We had no, we had a conversation. It was good. But like, but then when I really pulled out what it was about Kim Kardashian that she valued, it was like, oh, okay, this is your value. It wasn't actually, you know, the fact that she is Kim Kardashian. And yeah, anyway, I'm not to hate on Kim. Um, She's got, she's a person that has to work through her own stuff too. Um, But anyway, she's living out loud. She, I mean, there are some really good things. There are some really good things character traits of her too and anyway um but yeah but to think of that and label it and when people start to see those traits that they admire in other people interesting. they like start that. to learn about what they value because it's like good. why why does this matter so much to me that's good that's yeah. good anyway that's a yeah tech. so so hopefully kim kardashian isn't on your list of three but i think that <laughs> she's not on my personal list even right, though right. i wish good things for no her. but i i think that is very valuable you know viewing it through the lens of of other people because again we are able to see that other people that the other people that we see out there rocking their mission we are not thinking about their body composition nope. we're not wondering about their bank account we're not wondering if they have cleaned their baseboards mm-hmm. right nope we're not wondering how they fold their towels see it's kind of funny you say that to me because I've never been a clean person like and not that I'm not clean but I've never been about super cleanliness mm-hmm. like that's never been something that I attached to but I see so many I, people that judge it is for that have you yes I hope so absolutely. when you come over to my house oh, yeah yeah totally <laughs> you should come over, over right now yeah. <laughs> anyway but yeah we, we joke but that's because we're we're real humans in this in this world working through our stuff and um I mean, it's just been such a cool thing in my own journey and, and seeing you evolve as a human too, that we are stepping more into our intention no, and, and living and that. pulling back the curtain. I mean, yeah. we need to be vulnerable. We need each other yes. and we need to be real. And it's not as scary as you think. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's leave it at that. Yeah. Good. So go rock your life and get over your thighs. Get over your thighs.